0: How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio once again for another set of hot takes with TP3 today, Monday, January 6, 2020. Had to run it back a few times, might have said 2019, but we're living life like it's 2020, it ain't 2019 anymore, but... It was a good weekend, guys. Had the wild card round, you know. Um, I've got my podcast coming out later on this week. We're going to run through the decade. Got Picks Pod as well. So, you know, big week for podcasting, getting back in the swing of things here in 2020. Um, not going to lie, could have been a little better week on the picks. Went 1, 2, and 1. Um, Won our max bet, though, on the Vikings, so that was nice. Uh, had Unfortunately, we had the Eagles, so that was a loser. I kind of blame Clowney for that one, putting a little dirty hit there on Carson Wentz. Pushed the Bills. I mean, that was I thought that was biggest lock ever, and what do you know, but we'll get to that. And then um, it was a straight-up loser on the Patriots. And, you know, couldn't be a better wild-card weekend when you watch the Saints and the Patriots lose. My two least favorite teams any sport. But before I get to that, I want to talk about breaking news today, which is Mike McCarthy getting hired by the Dallas Cowboys. Look, not going to lie, guys. I'm not a huge fan. I feel like the Dallas here just kind of, you know, they just wanted to make the decision. You know, like I feel like they just wanted to make the safe decision. They didn't want to go out there and make the, you know, go with the for the Sean McVay. They didn't want to go, you know, for the Kyle Shanahan. They didn't want to go for that young offensive or defensive mind. They just wanted to go ahead and be safe. Look, I don't necessarily hate the McCarthy signing McCarthy says that he likes Dak he wants to work with him make him better. I mean, McCarthy's worked in great quarterbacks in the past. I mean, he was with San Francisco when they won all the Super Bowls back in the day. He worked with Aaron Rodgers. There's one other one I'm forgetting, but, you know, McCarthy, he can definitely work with quarterbacks, but the reason why I don't like it in Dallas is, I mean, is Dak really the guy you want sitting back there throwing the ball and trying to be like these other guys? Not really to me, you know? I feel like it's more so you want Zeke running the football. Um, and he's never had a team that averaged over 10 carries per game. You could also say what running backs they have in Green Bay. I mean, they did draft Eddie Lacy. He might have been a bust, but I think he could have made something them work with it. I mean, look how much better, though, that Green Bay is one year with Matt LaFleur than they were the entire time with McCarthy. You know, I really feel like that he didn't get as much out of the team as he should. I really thought that he had some coaching blunders. I mean, he got blown out in some big games. He did own Dallas. That might be another reason why they wanted it. I mean, he could always beat them in the playoffs, but I would have rather gone out, you know, get a young offensive line like Eric bien from Kansas City. Andy Reid always pumps out a great coaching tree. I thought Josh McDaniels would have been another great one to give another shot, you know. McDaniels might be able to do something good with that offense. Don Martindale as well, the um, defensive coordinator for the Ravens. You know, it, honestly, anyone who brings in Joe Brady to be an offensive coordinator, I absolutely love it. Joe Brady, for those of y'all, I'm sure you've listened to my podcast and know, but I'll give y'all a little refresher one more time. He's the guy that solved the mystery of the LSU passing game. He's the passing coordinator for the Saints. LSU paid him fat. Now LSU is the, arguably the best team in college football. You know, we all know what's going on there for them. But, you know, I, I... I, I I'm just not a huge fan, guys. I really feel like there was better coaches to go get. I feel like they made the safe decision. From what I've heard, is he's probably going to retain Kellen Moore... And that you know that both teams—they just love what they heard on both sides. There, I felt like that McCarthy though would have been a better fit in Cleveland. I think they really need a professional. They don't—they got rid of the GM. They kind of got rid of everything there. I feel like that he would have been a better fit there, where that Baker needs a professional to teach him how to be, rather than go to Dallas. I feel like Dallas could have used that young, fiery offensive coordinator. Or I, really, honestly, I think they could have used Ron Rivera. They need that defensive mind to come in there and coach with this defense. There is so much talent. When you've Leighton Vandresh, you've Jalen Smith, you got Demarcus. Lawrence Tank Lawrence, as he calls himself. You got Robert Quinn. I mean Byron Jones. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and just name out all the Dallas defensive players. Dallas is a very talented defense, and they were the year before. They definitely took a step back. I really feel like they either need a defensive mind with Martindale, or they needed one of these young offensive guys. You know, we're going to bring in that offensive fire and flair. I just don't think it's the right move here. I mean, hey, I could be wrong, but. At the end of the day, guys, Mike McCarthy's going to come up short like he always did in Green Bay. And I mean, realistically, he got out coached so badly in that Seattle game. I mean, in the NFC Championship a few years back, I'll never forget that. I mean, how are you not ready for the fakes and everything? He was Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was was playing check or chess, not checkers, as they like to say, but. Let's get down here to the games we saw this weekend and our takeaways. I mean, I got to start with the biggest breaking news, I think, of the whole week. I mean, guys, the Patriots dynasty is over. Honestly, wave them goodbye. I guess they didn't cheat well enough to pull away. But in all seriousness, guys, this was a game. This was honestly a beautiful game to watch play out. I mean, you really didn't know what was going to happen the whole game. It kept feeling like the Patriots were going to have another shot. And the Titans didn't even put another touchdown up until the fourth quarter, basically, when they're trying to run the clock down. Um... It, it, Derek Derrick Henry dominated this game, guys. 34 carries, 182 yards. He had one catch for 22 yards in the pass game, one touchdown. I mean, Derrick Henry absolutely took this game over on the ground, and it was fun to watch. I mean, this was hard-nosed football. Both teams were beating each other up. I've never seen Hightower get pushed around like that. Um, the, the Patriots, quite honestly, the offense just wasn't good enough. You know, we all felt like Belichick, that defense. I mean, realistically, if you only give up 20 points, and, I mean, one of those is basically from turnover on downs, I mean – if you only give points up like that, I mean, you got to expect the defense can hold things up here and keep you in it, which they did do, but the offense has to do something. I mean, they really needed Antonio Brown, and he didn't hesitate to bring it up on social media, but that straight up is what it was, guys. Patriots didn't have the playmakers they needed. Um, Brady, you know, he's older and he can't make those plays like he used to. I mean, you just kept seeing him as third and short, and they just throw the pass behind the receiver It'd, in completion, get stuffed on the run play. I mean, it, it just felt like, you know, you're like, all right, when are they going to get going? And then finally it just gets, gets late and early and you can't get anything going. I mean, it was a crazy game to watch play out. Hats off to the Titans and Mike Vrabel, the way he ran down the clock at the end of the game. Absolute genius. I mean, Nobody can beat Belichick but a Belichick product. I mean, it's the end of an era, though, for sure, guys. I mean, the Patriots, they need a lot. And it's not like Brady's making these receivers and everything better around him, which I'll get to later when I talk about Russell Wilson. But I just really feel like that everything's over here in New England. McDaniels might be out the door. I mean, does Belichick really want to stick around? This is, this is all very untalented roster. I mean, we saw it on offense and he couldn't really get it done when they don't have the line like that. The Patriots are always whooping everybody's rear end in the trenches. They couldn't do it like that anymore. And it showed, you know, Patriots they're at home. And honestly, it felt great to see him go home guys. I mean, <laughs> you get no sympathy from me. Maybe they should have cheated better. Like I said earlier, but let's keep things moving here now. And You know, I think the Titans-Bills game, I mean, the Bills-Texans game, might be the best game I've ever watched in the wild card round. I've seen some good ones, but how often do you see an overtime period where you watch both teams punt the ball back and forth a few times? I mean... I will say this for Buffalo, Josh Allen needs some help, but I feel like they got a lot too conservative in this game. I mean, they kept kicking all those field goals. you got to put some of them in the end zone. In that second quarter, they kicked the two field goals. In the third quarter, it just seemed like they lost their sense of urgency like they had on that first drive. And, I mean, quite frankly, you need a better wide receiver for Josh Allen than Smokey Brown is his number one guy. I mean, he's running back, Singletary, he had his most catches. He had no receiver that could really go get the ball and make a play for him. They need more help there, but Deshaun Watson, man, he never quit. He never gave up. I mean, th- he was unbelievable. In the second half, he was 8 for 8 on those drives, passing touchdowns. He lowered his head down, carried the ball 14, 9, 50 yards, made sure he got that two-point conversion and the touchdown. That's what a tough player does, and that play when he broke out of the tackle, man, that was one of the craziest players I've ever seen how he got out of that. I mean, JJ Watt, too. I mean, that was a legendary performance by JJ Watt. In the first half, Buffalo had like four sacks to none, or I don't know what the final count was, but that's what it was when they put it up on there in the first half. They put the stat on the screen. And Buffalo was not getting, or was getting to the quarterback and putting pressure on them. The Texans were not doing that at all. JJ Watt put the team on his back and said, We're not going. Home yet, guys, and it felt like he was in there wrecking every single play. And the Texans were just getting the ball back, the ball back in the fourth quarter. I mean, JJ Watt, all the injuries he had, that was a legendary, like I'm leaving it all out on the field, like kind of like last game type performance. I mean, honestly, kind of gives you chills to think about a little bit. I mean, JJ Watt literally said, I got a torn peck, I don't care. I gotta get this done for my team. And he knew the consequences no matter what. He left it all out there on the field and was a complete game wrecker. I mean, there's no way you can compete with that when someone brings that to the table. Him and Deshaun two of the greatest competitors I've seen. I mean, they found a way to get it done without star wideout Will Fuller. Nuke Hopkins had probably the best game we've seen all all year long on a on a white the corner for the Bills. You know, it's. It's, it's crazy, man. I mean, I've, I haven't seen anybody do that on Tredavious White all season long. Six catches, 90 yards. I mean, Deshaun, that was a great game. That was vintage Deshaun Watson. I think that's the best game I've seen Deshaun Watson play as a pro. I know he's had games where he's had five t- 40 fantasy points, all that. But, I mean, that was a we need it, we're getting it done. And you saw the two best players take over for the Texans. So, I mean, that was a fun game to watch. I felt bad for Buffalo, but this is a great young team, and they'll have plenty more tries at it. Josh Allen's going to get that team where they need to go. Now, the games we saw on Sunday, I mean, this is the best wild card weekend I can ever remember. Not a single game was a blowout. All of them were great games. They were all close games down to the last possession, basically. But quite frankly, for the Saints, that offensive line didn't step up. Minnesota used their defense, and they kept playing the game. I mean, Minnesota in the third, in the fourth quarter, I thought got a little conservative, and I just thought it was funny too how New Orleans players, every single time there was an incomplete pass or anything, New Orleans players were picking the ball up, acting like it was a fumble. Like, yeah, you wish it was New Orleans. You'll get no sympathy from me here, those Saints fans. I mean, I swear the Saints just look for any excuse anytime they lose. It's never they weren't good enough or Drew Brees is a choke artist, which I'll get to in a second. They want to come up for anything. I mean, if they had called that on the Saints, if they had dro- the pass interference call they thought should have been on Kyle Rudolph at the end of the game, they tried to call that on the Saints, the Saints fans would have gone on the field and murdered the referees. So I don't even want to hear that from the Saints fans protesting. Get over it. you got to do better than that. Drew Brees had a fumbled interception that I really think cost his team the game, and he did the same thing against the Rams last year in the playoffs too. I mean, as much as people want to say Drew Brees is an all-time great, at the same time, Drew Brees choked in the biggest moments for his team. A lot of people don't want to admit and say that, but I'm willing to admit and say that. Drew Brees can came up short for his team in the biggest moments when they needed him. I mean, Adam Thielen fumbled on the first play of the game for the Vikings, and I was tweeting out after he fumbled. I was like, wow, how does Adam Thielen go from borderline MVP candidate the week before to being uh, next to worthless? And then he balled out and had one of his best games of season. I mean, what I tell y'all, man, 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins gets it done every single time. Dalvin Cook was a workhorse in that game. I mean, quite frankly, Minnesota knocked the Vi- knocked the Saints on their backs. So you could really tell when Alonzo went out that that linebacking core was struggling a lot for them, but I mean, I put the blame on Drew Brees. I think they would have won the game if they had Bridgewater in there. I really do. Taysom Hill was the best quarterback in there all game long for New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans looks good when they're beating up on the horrible Falcons or they're beating up on the Buccaneers and Panthers. You know, they look damn good. But when they play in real defense that gets pressure on them and beats them up in the trenches, I mean, Vikings straight up outplayed them in the trenches. That's all it was. I mean, the Vikings really didn't. Kirk Cousins only threw for 242 yards. It wasn't like he was slinging the ball over them. They were running the ball with grounded pound with Dalvin. cook and then on the other side of things there was stuff in new orleans run and getting pressure on the quarterback i mean that is vintage how you win a football game right there all those old dink and dunk passes to michael thomas where he breaks the nfl receiving record because he catches 155 yard outs you know that that doesn't work too much when your quarterback's under pressure and he's got to get it out quick and you got press coverage i mean people people don't want to bring this up either but the top two but two out of the top three corners all were inactive in this game for minnesota so, I mean, people people want to look for any excuse they possibly can for the Saints, but straight up, the Vikings just hit, beat them in the trenches. I mean, they put their nose down and whooped them in the trenches and kicked them out. That's exactly how you win a football game. That's what playoff football looks like. Um, final game of the entire weekend and my final takeaways here. I know you all are probably tired of listening to me talk. I wish I could have got someone else on here, but I wanted to put it out on Monday. Um, the Eagles-Seahawks games. First off, I will say it was kind of a dirty hit on Wentz, too. I think Clowney should have been thrown out. No, I don't. Um, my biggest takeaway from this is no matter what, the Eagles are always going to have a chance. Carson Wentz plays the game. I think they win. I thought that McCown held onto the ball way too long, but... Russell Wilson, man, I mean, he gets 16, 19 yards rushing on seventeen carries, and still gets the job done. I mean, look at these guys they have on their offense. I mean, these no-name tight ends he takes. I mean, it's it's crazy how much better he makes all the players around him. Everyone wants to say, "All oh, these clowns, they missed DK Metcalf, let him fall in the second round." No, DK Metcalf is a bodybuilder that ran horrible routes, and Russell Wilson made him into the into the seven catch, one hundred sixty yard receiver and a touchdown. I mean. Philadelphia, too, by the way, Doug Peterson in that offense is one of the best offensive minds in the entire league. I mean, the fact they're finding ways to move the ball up and down the field with Josh McCown just thrown in there was crazy. I mean, Philadelphia had so many opportunities. I mean, with all the injuries and everything they have, this, is, I mean, this Eagles team is a team no one's going to want to see from years to come. It's because the Eagles are built the right way. They're built in the trenches like you want to be. But, I mean, Russell Wilson got it done, man. Two offensive linemen out. Both his running backs out, Travis Homer and a shell of Marshawn Lynch playing him there. I mean, hats off to Russell Wilson. My opinion, this guy's the best player in the NFL. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP, but he's got the most talented locker room. When did the Seahawks ever spend high draft picks on offensive weapons for Russell Wilson? It's always, hey, Russ, this is what you got, man. Do what you can with it. And he goes out there and does it every single time, he doesn't look for any kind of excuse. I mean, 325 yards, passing touchdown, obviously had plenty on the ground as well. I mean, this game was all Russell Wilson straight up, just putting the team on his back. I know y'all, I know y'all listened enough times to know how big I am on Russell Wilson. Look, I'm not a Russell Wilson fan at all, guys. I just think that he does it the right way. Way and he puts the team on his back the way you need. I mean, we really watched him and Deshaun Watson both pretty much do the exact same thing where they just picked the team up and said, Come on, guys, get on my back. I mean, that's there's nothing more fun than when you watch two running quarterbacks like that do that for their teams. I mean, we have some of the most special and talented quarterbacks I think we've seen yet in any era of the NFL. It's not like these big pocket passing 6'5 quarterbacks that just sit there behind their offensive line. You got guys like Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson doing it with no help on the offensive line, going out there and finding guys and making plays. I mean, there's It's the most fun football to watch. Both these guys deserve more credit. In my opinion, they're two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I got Russell Wilson over any quarterback in the league. Lamar had a great season. Don't get me wrong, Lamar, but you had a great season. Russell Wilson's had a great career. But that's all I got for y'all today. Um, It's a big weekend. I mean, we got the NFL um, divisional round now. I mean, about to get it down to the final four teams here. We got the college football playoff on Monday. Um, Tons of college basketball, tons of NBA. Lots of good stuff to talk about. So I got lots of stuff coming for y'all. Follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins, on Instagram at TP3Bets. But other than that, I appreciate everyone who tuned in once again. Let's have a great week.